All right, welcome into episode number 166 of Agency Journey. This is Gray, and this week I have the pleasure of bringing on Todd Earwood from Money Path Marketing, Half Court Ventures. We'll get into the whole story. How you doing, Todd? I'm doing well, brother. How are you? I am doing well. Um, Good. I'm, I'm very excited to dig into the story and everything here. So because this is an agency-focused podcast, let's start with what from the outside looks like an agency, and that's Money Path. Um, <clears throat> And then we'll kind of work backwards into where the heck it came from and how all these things come together. But um, what's what's the deal with MoneyPath? What uh, tell me about that company? Yeah, yeah, MoneyPath is um, you know it's interesting. I just came back from Inbound and at Partner Day, after talking to the fourth partner and like that morning over coffee, I realized I'm I'm telling everyone I'm anything but content. Hmm. Like yep. I will not blog. I dare not ever do social media. That's not my game. I'm not great at it. So I've learned, like, what am I great at? So Money Path really focuses on our highly leverageable projects that we're just fantastic at. Um, and that is back-end development, integration, hardcore. We don't, we don't build websites. These guys can't spell WordPress. They yep. want to write code. And then we've got what are the conversion campaigns are going to marry sales and marketing together so i don't do anything branding i don't do anything pr no seo anything that's like funnel oriented for sales and marketing so those are kind of the two sides of money path um yes we smell and look like an agency um right. but what we target and who we target is not mm -hmm. is very different so tell me a little bit about actually before i ask that question let me ask this the back end stuff i get because that's kind of speaking my language what are the what do you mean by these campaigns that integrate marketing and sales? Yeah, so I, you know, we'll get into this second about my background, but I've you know, I built software companies historically and I learned in order to scale a software company, sales and marketing have to be on the same page. Yep. And I don't I don't believe in branding. I believe in marketing that helps sales, which helps revenue. And then if you help people in marketing that helps sales, which helps revenue, people never stop paying you. So that's my game. Um, for me, those things that I'm great at are we start with like this really great sales and marketing persona development process. Like everyone should do it. Everybody glosses over it. We are hardcore. You, we require you to do it. Yep. And then it's analyzing your funnel, your CRM, right? Where are the leads coming from? So some people call it lead gen. Some people call it conversion optimization. I'm calling it, Hey, it's all stages funnel, but marketing's at the top. We're all in the middle. Sales is at the bottom. I'm going to make these two teams work together. So those campaigns that fit those, yeah, sure, we run we run paid ads for sure. Like we don't really mess with organic. We outsource some of that. But, um, you know, webinars are the giant thing that marry. Okay. That's the best, best program we have that marry in, right, sales and marketing because salespeople will always follow up from a webinar lead. They don't really, they sneer at marketers like us over you know an ebook download right, right right so yeah that's it man it's highly there's three or four of those but the best example is webinar okay that makes sense i got it so what i was going to ask then and this ties in well because you said the very first thing you're doing is this in-depth persona development um who's that persona for you you said you go deep with a couple companies but who's who what types of companies are you working with i'm working with people that already know who they are they're in typically in the 15 to $30 million range. I'll go as low as five. I've gone as high as 360 million. Uh, but 15 to 25 is my sweetest spot. 
Um, so they already have an established business. I can come in and say, this isn't a create the business. It's not create the funnel. It's optimize the funnel, which suits our team really well, right. especially when we're going to insert back end stuff where whatever marketing platform, sales platform you're on, we're going to need to talk to other weird legacy systems that you have. Right. Uh, and that's pretty sticky. So um, I'm looking for these companies, B2B and B2C. Right now we are uh, 60% B2C, 40% B2B. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm really looking at somebody who has a sales process. They know what they, they know who they are. I need to help them figure out what are the new channels we're going to develop for you, even offline. We help people build indirect sales channels. Um, and then what does that look like on the back-end data perspective of giving you great reporting and tying it all in a bow? Right. That makes sense. What is, just because this is a little, well, it's quite a bit different from most of the folks who come <laughs> on the podcast, which is awesome. Yep. When you're pricing this for prospects, um, are you pricing around, like, is this value-based pricing? Is this based on the deliverables? That you, how, how, is, how do you wrap all this up and propose this to a company? So I, I have this very strict process. Um, you pay a, a fee I don't want to name how much. You pay thousands of dollars for us to uh, go through our gro- growth blueprint process. Okay, so just strategy discovery projects first. Always first. You pay for it. It's not free. It takes a month. And we're going to get logins, admin logins to every major data source there is inside the business. We come back. We build strategies. I still don't know if you're a wackadoo yet. I don't want bad clients. I don't want to just sell to anybody. So then I say, hey, let's pick. I'm going to recommend five things. Let's pick three to work together on. Mm -hmm. Then I go into value-based pricing of now I know you. Now you're not crazy. You have a little trust with me. Now I'm going to value-based selling of how am I going to position a retainer. Um, And by that point, I've probably targeted what data source we need to talk to other things. So I push hard on that's going to be one of the, you know, the next hurdles we need to do. So does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. For sure. And that's that, I mean, in our personal agency experience, once we went to, we call it a game plan, but once we went to not selling that as part of the, uh, as part of a huge retainer that we closed and then we were locked in at whatever and they were locked in at whatever, once we split that off, that was like, uh, probably our second big inflection point in the agency where our first one was actually generating leads. Then we were converting a minuscule percentage of those. And that second one was (laughs) actually being able to convert some of those leads. So that makes, makes a lot of sense. Awesome. Yeah. So, um, half court ventures. Let's mm-hmm. go back in your history here a little bit. Well, I don't, I don't even know for sure. I mean, it sounds like that might've come first, but maybe the software businesses came first. Tell me a little bit about the personal yeah. story and how this all converges. I was into my good friend in college was into computers early back before there was broadband. He like somehow convinced MCI to give him a login for dial up for his dorm room. And so he was one of the few people pre there wasn't internet access in your dorm rooms. And so I, I, luckily my friend Ken liked the internet. So I got into that teaching myself code. I went to work, um, out of college, out of grad school with a mega hospital billion dollar company system. And I told the CEO one day that his website sucked in a meeting and that was not a good choice of words, but luckily he gave me, um, some leeway to go see if I could do something better. And suddenly I was in the web. Um, and from that, he encouraged me, he said, look, man, you're too fast. You need to get out of this big corp thing. It's not mm-hmm. for you, which I really am very appreciative of. 
So I spent three years there, and then I started getting into software and technology. So built my own software, made all the mistakes you could possibly make, built some. Uh, Darmesh Shaw and HubSpot bought the next software we built. We had 10,000 small business owners uh, get on our platform in 90 days, and he said, look, I'm going to buy this or build it, your choice. And we were just kind of messing around. So he bought it. Uh, that was when HubSpot wasn't even resembling. It was like 40 people or something. Mm-hmm. Ridiculous, right? So um, then VC-funded SaaS companies. Um, and, uh, yeah, that led me to we had a failed sale to a publicly traded company on a marketing software platform we built. And that hurt. It was really crappy experience. And afterwards, I was making the rounds to all my investors to say thank you. And one of them said, what are you going to do next? I said, software. He said, no. You're not that good at product, Todd, which was highly offensive. And he said, you should be doing all that crazy sales and marketing stuff you do. Like, I've got portfolio companies by the dozens that can't figure that out. And I didn't agree, but he said, just talk to this one guy. That is now our largest client. That was five plus years ago. Hmm. We've taken him from $4 million to $24 million in revenue with no uh, VC, no investors. Um and then suddenly my accountant said, dude, you got to call this something like we right. have to incorporate, like you're making too much money. And so I owned moneypath.com and I said, you know what? I don't want to think about this. There's no branding exercise. Just throw a domain up and people are still buying Todd Inc. And now we've got people in a couple countries uh, and, a, and an awesome team. Wow. And there goes MoneyPath Marketing. Yeah, <laughs> here we are. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So, um, did you wind up working with a lot of the portfolio companies? <laughs> Interestingly enough, no. Yeah. Um, like that was the only one he gave us. And then my network, when I kind of raised my hand and said, here's what I'm out here doing. I'm, I feel like I'm really good at marrying sales and marketing together. Uh, I started getting, my network has just fed me yeah. for a long time. And then we scaled up the team and, I learned I can't stay away from writing code. So I, well, let me rephrase that. I can because I'm not good at it, but I can't get away strategically from implementing that into work. And I think it's so sticky um, and my clients really value it. So that is now, we bill more on that side than we do the sales and marketing side. We actually enter a relationship on the sales and marketing side, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, start moving towards conversion. Then we move into some kind of back end integration point. Right. Then we build off that. Okay. So yeah, so no, I didn't get a lot of I love to say, oh man, he handed me, you know, right. my first ten customers. He gave me one. Um, but I'm appreciative, like it's been great. <laughs> right. Well it's it's funny how frequently that's the case though, where whatever it was that prompted you to get in, like that thing didn't necessarily pan out, but oftentimes then you figure out what actually fits and where things go from there. So that's that's pretty interesting. Hey, I hope you're enjoying this episode of Agency Journey. I'm Andrew. I'm a co-host here on the podcast, and I'm a founder of Zen Pilot. If you enjoy this podcast, we would love a five-star review and a comment on where you're listening from and what you're getting out of this podcast. You could drop that over on iTunes or Stitcher, wherever you're listening to the podcast today. And while you're there, make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you get the updates as they come out. And if you want to engage with other agency owners that are enjoying this podcast, join our community. Head over to Agency Journey Insiders. 
www.facebook.com. That's going to take you to our special private Facebook group, a collection of owners from around the world who are on their own journey to build their own agency. So head over to agencyjourneyinsiders.com. Join the group today. And if you're at a point where you're ready for some help and you want to implement processes and systems to scale your agency, you can head over to zenpilot.com slash free training. And there you can watch a special 19-minute training presentation where we walk through the exact process that we use at Zenpilot to help agencies implement processes and systems so they can scale their business without reinventing the wheel for every client. And that allows agency owners to pull out of the weeds and spend more time working on their business. So hope you're enjoying the content here today. We'd love it if you join our community and we can't wait to hear where you are in your agency journey. Now back to the show. Um, you talked about can't get away from writing code. And you were telling me before we hit record here about moving into some productization stuff, which is a, a third thing you've got going on. Yeah, that's... You want to talk about publicly there? I know some of that is still in, in the process, but... No, um, I, I'm, I'm happy to. Um, two years ago was my first attempt at this. We have kind of a... I started doing this custom not having a framework for how do you go plan... Like, how do you go plan next year's growth plan? Again, marketing and sales have to be at the same table. I don't go over here to marketing or sales. They have to be at the table with us. So I bring those two groups together, and I was working them through an exercise. So then two years ago, we started doing that in a workshop format. And so um, I just kind of reuse that every year. I had my first one, who's a client who's really far ahead. In September, they're talking about 2019. So we just ran through that. Um, so that was the first time we productized something or packaged it up or say, here, you can take it and run. But now, um, and I give kudos to HubSpot. They saw what we were doing with webinars and the outcomes it was having. And of course, you know, they, they, they can see everything on the back end. So my cam was like, dude, you channel account manager, like you need to do something with this. I've showed my boss what you did. And next thing you know, like you can't see the video, but now we've launched webinar works. It goes live on December 3rd. And Webinar Works is a turnkey program for how, again, marrying sales and marketing together. I think Webinar is the very best campaign you can run for that. So it's everything from the content template. Mm-hmm. Here's the way you build hooks. These three hooks work. Uh, then go to Webinar, found out about me. And we did this whole dance around like, do you really know what you're doing? And then they said, holy cow, like you've taught me things we didn't know. We need to roll this out. So yeah, we're going to market live on December 3rd um, and we have an agency component where it's a separate module teaches you how to package this to clients how to sell it uh, the other side is the full implementation everything's done for you template side okay so yeah man it's fun like that part the three-legged stool of money path itself is here's the marketing here's development for simplistic terms here's products so mm-hmm. we have several I'm just throwing out, you know, the planning, the persona development's another one. Webinar is now the biggest one that probably has the largest audience, I think. Right. That makes sense. So kind of on a more personal level, but still business related here, um, how are you splitting up your time trying to juggle these things? Because I've lived that life and it's challenging. Obviously, it's dual. Like, we're both still alive. But how do you... We are. How do you split that out or think about that? Um... I luckily have a couple of people that I really trust in my company that I can't do it all. And I've hit the wall many times before trying. And so I've learned like, Hey, this is what I'm great at. 
Um, I still have my hand in development because I love it so much. Um, and I feel I'm, I'm well suited to translate what we as nerds can talk about with the business folk mm-hmm. and make the marketers care about it. Um, so, but yeah, I think that it's, you've got to have a couple people that you trust and start to learn where do you spend your time that you're really, really great at and building out the products is what I'm great at. Yeah. Like that's, that's the part where I'm heavily, heavily involved in developing those products. That's where I spend more of my time than development, lastly marketing. Right. Okay. That makes sense. So if we go back to webinar works here, launching in December and you're going to have an agency component. So basically an agency channel piece to it. Yeah. So you know, the normal marketer, you know, when HubSpot used to call their, one of their personas marketing Mary, right. I'm, I'm, I'm helping people that have budget run webinars. And, and so the other side of that is I know there's so many agencies work with so many clients that they would be really, they could really use this method Again, um, because, you know, we've both been exposed to the HubSpot machine. Like I've had other top partners in HubSpot find out about this and they came to me and said, well, you train us on this. So then I've been training some of their partners on this. And they said, dude, you should package this. And I said, yeah, 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 it's coming. It's coming. And so I realize now, like, I also have to give them the tools of here's how to position it to a new client that doesn't know you to get in the door with. Here's how you sell it to an existing client or tack it onto a retainer. Here's how to sell it as a one-off. So it's got a whole sales component. Right. And how do you position this in the mix of, I could argue you could still do it if you're a straight SEO shop, if you're a paid ad shop, if you're a social shop. All that's fine. I can tie it in there. Um, but I want to give you the sales components if you haven't figured out by now. Like, I am hardcore into sales. Again, I had to. Once I started building software companies, Like I realized, like yes, I have to build the marketing and the lead machine, but I've got to be able to convert those leads. Like you talked about in your, in your business, right? Right. You have to, okay, now what? (laughs) I figured out how to get leads. (laughs) Now I have to sell them. Right. So yeah, there's a separate component just for agencies. The sales side of things, as you mentioned, is a huge struggle for most agencies. You know, it's largely driven by a lot of times that's a skilled marketer working somewhere frustrated with a job experience and realizes, Hey, I could probably go make more money or live a more flexible life or whatever. If I huh. did it on my own and they go build a business because they're excited about the marketing side, not because they're thinking about what it's like to go acquire clients and do that predictably and reliably. So I think the recognition is there that it's problematic, that sales is a struggle. Is there anything you've picked up? Um, Working with agencies, talking with like, what are the what are the common problems or the big problems? Um, I can identify. Here's the issue, and if I talk to people individually, I get some sense. But what are like what are the recurring themes of why agencies struggle with sales? I don't think they're very different from other business owners, for the record. Like I run into plenty of people who want to work with MoneyPath, and they say, if I could just get people a chance to tell <laughs> yeah. my story, I would sell everybody. Everybody needs what I have, and the reality is that's maybe true, but I look at it as like you have to have a go-to-market plan where you're saying, I'm going to target a certain type of person. I can't just target I'm in Des Moines, Iowa, so therefore I'm going to target the Des Moines market. Like you, like that doesn't resonate. And frankly, everybody, you'll blend in with all the other people who can suddenly raise their hand and go, 
I too am an agency owner. I'm a digital marketing agency or whatever. So I think the immediate thing is stand out by having a niche, serve that market, and it's going to hurt. You're going to think you're going to lose, but you'll actually massively gain. Right. Right. So I've chosen instead of a vertical niche, I've chosen from a service standpoint, I'm really great at this size business. Yep. And I'm really great at these type of projects. And I promise I won't take that stupid SEO project. When you try to give it to me, I don't want the incremental revenue. So I think as an agency owner, we've got to identify what we will not do first. Mm-hmm. Arguably more so than the do. Because we yep. all have this like, oh, man, but I could pick up an extra X thousand dollars if I just did this project. Man, you're not great at that. Right. So. I made all those mistakes and I won't do it again. Like I just resist like, Hey, let me go find you somebody as a value added partner. Even if I can't, you're not working with me today. Let me find you. Gray may be awesome at this. Let me introduce you to him, but please like even for existing clients, I have to tell them that's just not me, man. I won't do PR. That's a great example. PR and SEO are the first two things that come to mind. Right. 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 I just don't do them very often. It's, um, I think counterintuitive to a lot of agencies. Well, we've talked about a couple of reasons why on, on previous podcasts too, but it's so counterintuitive that saying no to anything only makes people want you more. Like everybody wants the mystery of why won't like it's a great sales tool to be able to say no. And for a lot of agencies who struggle with it, um, it's because they don't have any idea who to send them to. And so I think we could spend a little bit more time building out our network and who do I know? How can I still add value? Um, and increase my worth in the eyes of someone else. I might not be capitalizing on that right now. No, who, who can I send that person to? Um, yeah, I, I think that's that network part is what I've lived off. Yes, we have lead gen. Yes, we have inbound leads. But the largest companies that come in now come from referrals from our clients. But everybody says, "Oh, I get clients from word of mouth." That's such bull. Like you, luckily, do. But I think you can be very thoughtful and intentional about I'm going to go to market and I'm going to identify my targets and say, I've got this niche and prove you have this niche. And then suddenly you'd be shocked how your network will go. Oh yeah. You're that kind of person. My buddy gray works with them. Go call him. Right, Right. Right. But if they say marketing, next thing you know, somebody's aunt's going to call you and want a website. Yep. Right. And they'll go, hey, and all I've got is I looked at Wix and it's only eighty nine dollars. So are you going to build this for me? Right. So my joke always is on websites like, hey, why don't you go to the nearest high school and wait till after school and just ask one of them, like, who where are the nerds? Find yep. one of them. One of the 14 year old boys there can build the website. Right. Right. They can. And girls. Right. Like so I because website I build websites. You better have some differentiator even in that narrow service line right for sure so that's it like own your niche this is who i am and then i would argue charge more money than you think whatever feels rough charge more yep if it feels oh man i don't know if i should do it just add add something else to it it will probably work better for you it's definitely true um jonathan dane from client boost talks about uh, i think his goal is charge charge enough money that you never have to charge again or something. So pricing a retainer mm. where you don't have to, you don't feel internally like you need a nickel and dime for every additional little thing that comes up or they want one thing extra this month. You've already built that margin in on the front side. And when yep. you don't use that, it's extra margin to fuel better results for, for everyone. Yeah. I never charge by the hour. Yeah. I never track by the hour. I, I well, from a productivity profitability standpoint, yes, of course. But, I, it's 
hourly is not how we're wired. We're wired for outcome. Mm-hmm. If I just keep delivering outcomes that the client asked for, great. And with the development side, that's typically making something work. Right. Which is a lot more fun for me than saying, man, I really thought the pixels at the top of the navigation were going to be more dark purple. Like, my, I like a dark, deep purple. Like, I just, that stuff, you know, look, other people, again, I'm not great at it. Other people are better than me. Right, right. Who right? Let them it. do their thing, and they would do 100 times better than me. And I would refer them out anyway, so yep. let somebody else do it. Right. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, good. Well, Todd, I appreciate you coming on and, and sharing this with us. Um, I've got one one more question here before I let you go, though, and that's around with this Webinar Works product coming out. Um, I'm curious to know what the go to have you figured out kind of what the go to market strategy looks like? Is there already a list to go to working through agencies? What's the what's the plan there? Uh, the list is uh, yes, I have a go to market. <clears throat> There's really three or four big beachheads we look at. Um, yes, I have some agencies who are, want to sign up as affiliates. Yep. Uh, yes, I have my own list. Um, so I've got those kind of in my pocket. Yes, I would take more agencies as affiliates. Um, I just want to be really strict about how we present it. Like, I'm not sleazy salesperson. I'm not going to allow someone to present us in that kind of way. Um, so yes, we have affiliates. Yes, we want more. Um, and we're going to market with uh, what I would call marketing platform partners. Yep. So I've got big names who sell marketing platforms who are going to promote us. They don't want the money, but they want users on their platform using the platform more. Like right. that's what we're working through with GoToWebinar and a couple others um, on the B2B and the B2C side. So, yeah, that's the thing. And then the other thing, ironically, Gray, when you and I were corresponding was uh, we're going on a podcast tour. So we'll be on 24 podcasts in a 12-day period. Wow. So and we've timed it where we've yeah. asked, like, if you can put us on in this window, that is like pre-launch, right? The timing, like, I'd love to be in there in that window. So that's what we're doing. The, the podcast push right. is heavy, heavy, heavy. And paid ads. We'll run paid ads yep. and see what the – we've run right. some tests, and they're good but not great. We'll run some more tests. Cool. So paid, of course. That makes a lot of but sense. Yeah, man, that's it. With the uh, the podcast tour, um, do you guys work internally to identify and pull those out? Do you use a podcast booking service? I have a friend who runs a podcast booking service there you and go. someone who I trust, um, Tom Schwab over yep. at uh, Interview Valet. Right. And so, Tom, I said, dude, I've I've been helping you. I've been sending people to you, and I, I believe in you personally. Right. It's time that I use your service, and uh, so yeah, we're using him for that. He's Great. Those guys are so buttoned yep. up and great. So have you worked with Tom? Uh, I haven't worked with him. We've had Tom on the podcast, though. Um, oh, yeah. He's such so a good dude, man. Like, yeah. he's such a good dude. And so I believe in the medium. Obviously, I'm sitting here talking right. to you. I, right. I'm, it's in my ears every day. Um, I love it. So I thought that was a good marriage of having my audience. And he's found other audiences that I wouldn't have tapped into. Yep. Right? Marketing's so big. So... Uh, agencies are a piece of that, of course. So yes, right. I'm a uh, webinarworks.co is the web address and, um, I'm excited about it, dude. It's going to be fun. That's awesome. Well, good. Well, Todd, um, anywhere else that you'd recommend people follow you or pay attention online? 
I mean, I, as a guy that says he wants social social media, I I, I <laughs> don't I don't I'm not hardcore into it. Uh, I love Instagram, but I don't do anything there professionally. Like connect with me on LinkedIn is probably the best thing. Yeah. Um, money path. It, you'll see that I'm almost a cobbler's kid where I don't invest a lot of time and money. That's not where I drive my traffic. Um, I've got a few other offline lead sources we didn't even get to get to today, but. I, that's, I mean, yeah, moneypath.com or webinarworks.co, LinkedIn, all the basics. I'm on all the social channels. I just don't actively use. <laughs> I mean, I'll look at them all. So if you message right. me, I'll be there. I'm just not a heavy poster. Right. He's really here, guys. Lights are off, but Todd is there. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm really here. <laughs> well, good. Well, good. We'll make sure we include those in the show notes. But thanks for coming on, Todd, and sharing your story. I appreciate it. Great. Thank you, buddy.